content warning for sexual content and discussion of sexual predation. Hello and welcome to the Billy Shears Club. I'm Caleb Clark. And I'm Leo Gacy. Today we've got two lovely elms for you folks. We've got Animal by Kesha and Loose by Nelly Furtado. Leo, how about you start us off with a little bit about the Kesha? All right, so uh, Kesha, uh, Kesha Rose Siebert, uh, now K-E dollar sign Ha, uh, was signed to Kembalase Records at in 2005 when she was 18, uh, but she kind of really hit her stride in 2009 when she was featured in Florida's number one hit, Right Round, um, well, his version of it. Uh, But she especially gained a lot of popularity with this album that we're covering today, which is Animal uh, in 2010, which contains uh, some of her top hits that were in the top 10 U.S. Billboard Top 100. TikTok, blah, 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 your love is my drug, take it off, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I'm going to assume, in general, that most of our viewers have at the very least heard of Kesha, if not listened to her at some point. She is very, like, late 2000s, early 2010s, like, synth pop music, uh, which I have a deep love for uh, because it is so delightful to dance to. Like, a lot of these are, like, Similar with the, with you see the Nelly album, a lot of these are songs about love and lust and partying at a rich man's house um, and uh, crying in the club. Uh, I, I mean, we okay. I'll start with like the the really obvious one. I think her her top selling song is TikTok. I could be wrong on that one, but um, that one like. It's interesting because, like, it's a fun song. Like, and I can definitely see how that's the one that got, like, really popular because it's incredibly catchy. Everyone loves a good song uh, about we're gonna party forever, man. Uh, And, like, it's got a fun beat in the chorus. But I feel like of legendary party songs, Party at a Rich Dude's House, I think, is better because uh, like that one is sort of the I got super wasted drunk did some weird don't entirely remember it but like uh, I think the beat is a little stronger like the when she does like the uh, no we're not on the list do 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 no we don't give it like it's uh, I think it's a little more distinct than TikTok from like a lot of other songs in the era with that particular beat and stuff. Um, but I, w- I want to know your opinions on TikTok versus Party Richard's House because to me they serve kind of similar purposes. Yeah, uh, I would both say they're both like both in like my top five songs from the album. I think they do have slightly different vibes, even though they're both very much you know sort of tales of her going into these wild parties and just you know. Going woo, because that's 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 the main thing about Kesha. Like as far as like public image at the time, before like other things, was you know the hard drinking party girl with runny mascara and glitter all over, going woo. But uh, TikTok is definitely more the pop song because you know it's got the 
really tight synths and you know that those super catchy hooks on pretty much like the first three chorus everything sticks in your head very well even though it's a fairly wordy song you remember it very well just because she knows it all uh and then yeah party at a rich dude's house is more of like slightly more rock guitar energy and you know it's got sort of the big glam rock hair metal style of melodies it's you know there's also just sort of the undercurrent of edginess of you know like we're all broke but we're gonna go to this rich dude's house and tear it up and live wild yeah so i like that yeah there i think i would still i would also put party at rich dude's house higher but i also see why tiktok is like the more remembered song and like the single just because it's you know much more universal crush the radio type no, I absolutely get it. And, like, also, and to a certain degree, I'm just like, no, I think you're right in that they do serve a different purpose. And, like, I think that TikTok is specifically like the whole, like, the party don't stop part till I walk in of just, like, yeah, like, I'm the center of this party, like, baby, I, we're gonna, like, live it up and, like, everyone's gonna have a better time now that I'm here. It's, like, it's very, like, it's a hype song. Whereas, like, the party Rich Dude's House, like, kind of like you said, it's very much like the... Oh, we were not invited, but we are showing up and tearing it up and having a uh, good time anyway. Like, it's, I think that's, I guess, a part of kind of why I like it is it's just like it, the quote unquote, like rebellious attitude to it feels more genuine because of that. Uh, and I'm also a big, you know, hair metal, rockish vibe type person. And so oh, I, yeah. I appreciate that. But like, no, I, I agree. I think there's, not as much universality, um, but um, in terms of like universality, uh, we see throughout this one a big theme, which I will clarify in advance is not entirely universal because there's plenty of people uh, who live their lives romance-free and thoroughly happy. But for a lot of people, a lot of Kesha romance songs can, you know or love songs or horny songs in general can find their place in anyone's heart. Like there's, there's probably going to be at least one that's relatable. Hopefully it's not Steven um, because that song is very fun. But also if you relate to that song, if you relate to Kesha in that song, you're a bad person. Like the gist of that whole song is, I got really trashed a club, saw you with your girlfriend across the bar. I think your girlfriend's super ugly, and I don't care that she's with you, and I drunkenly giggled at you, and now I expect you to call me back, and, like, dang it, a lot of other guys want me. Like, I, like a lot of other guys are in line. Call me back. I can't take rejection. Uh. And like, oh, yeah, it's the entitlement, baby. The borderline stalkerness of it all. I mean, yeah, she, you know, she does say, like, there's the line that you're my sick obsession. There's a certain degree of just, like, I, and then also from the other lines, though, it, it feels much more like the, uh, kind of like she said, I can charm the pants off of anyone but you. It feels very much like the, I want you because you're the only guy I feel like I can't get. And this guy, like, seems to barely know she exists and is, <laughs> like, totally unaware of this whole thing going on. Um, I have not seen the music video, so true fans of the song Steven, uh, feel free to at me in the comments. Uh, but, uh, I, 
I, I know that this was one of your favorites, so I, I want to hear your thoughts. Well, first, I definitely agree that, like, morally, she's a reprehensible person. You know, it's like, like she's just, you know, being the absolute worst. But I think she's over the top enough with, you know, how sugary and cutesy she makes all the melodies and the low background singers going, Steven, not me. <laughs> like, and she keeps putting on these accents to, like, emphasize that, you know, she's playing a character. It's a... It's a, you know, because I'm such a pro wrestling person, it's like, you know, it's like when a heel in pro wrestling decides to say mean things about your hometown, you know at some level, okay, he's not actually got a car battery. He's just, you know, pantomiming around. But, you know, it's still loving to hate because there is some level of... And also oh. Just... oh! Sorry to do my bad. Oh, and I just wanted to add, it also just reminds me a lot of, like, Lily Allen, like, the one, her one song, F.U., where it's just oh, so true because it's just you know so cheery and upbeat but the entire course is just swearing at the guy and it's okay no, <laughs> i honestly like... think they were trying to make a lily allen song with this or at least that particularly no like okay i actually i can totally hear that now as someone who's like listened to a lot of lily Allen and like oh dang uh but like no also as I absolutely agree with you. She feels in this one sort of like the mean girl version of a heel um, yeah. of just uh, giving me, giving me real Disney movie villain vibes. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, but I just, and the, the, the music itself, it reminds me of like a lot of like, I don't know how else to describe it, but like a lot of those like, Flash dress-up games like anime girl music. I, 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 never, I, I never played those, so I don't know. Okay, <laughs> but it's just like that—that that very glitter pop type vibe. That like, uh, it's kind of like you said, the 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 very very like cartoonishly upbeat tone uh, <laughs> that both meshes with and also clashes with. The lyrics but it's just it's that one is such a character song it's so great you know how i feel about lyrical dissonance i just i just love it true uh, and, also, and also like to go back to the accent really quick i mean if you have someone saying stave they can't be taking it too seriously <laughs> no not at all like i uh, i will clarify when i talk about steven kesha uh I this is the the character that she is putting on during Stephen, not the actual Kesha. I don't know if Kesha is the kind of person who does that. I doubt that. I doubt she's crying over uh, a guy with a girlfriend named Stephen, spelled the P H, in the club um, after getting trashed. And once again, it does not seem like she had any interaction with this man other than drunkenly laughing at him. Uh, yeah at his pants, his tight rocker pants. Um, <laughs> but uh, that song, I had not actually listened to until I re-listened to the entire album uh, before uh, doing this. And I am so thankful that I did. What a treat. Um, I, will, I, will I will say, oh sorry. oh, sorry, you go first. I was going to say, like, my last final note is that she did a lot better on doing a sort of, like, Mean Girl satire type song than uh, Cher Lloyd on What You Back, which is just a really miserable song. 
on a large part because one, she's a like catches a lot just better performer. Like she's able to embody a character better than Cher Lloyd, and also because the entire premise of Want You Back, unlike this one, which is you know at least somewhat believable and you know has a clear orientation of it's a double person. The whole thing with Want You Back, I'm going to rant on this for a second, is that Cher Lloyd broke up with him. But now the her ex has a new girlfriend, and she's like, "Oh, I'm jealous now," and that's just not a very fun song to hear. Unlike this one, which is, you know, beast, clear villain. Anyway, that's my rant about. Oh, I have to listen to the song now. Uh, I don't think you want to, but if you want to hate a song, sure. Listen, this is the equivalent to like when you tell a guy this tastes disgusting, you got to try it. Um, but. Um, of songs where she potentially plays a more sketch character, I will address the slight elephant in the room that is blah blah blah, which is a very it was one of her like top ten hits that uh, she did very well with. The thing is, once again, I don't know to what degree she is playing a character and blah blah blah. But we're going to assume that she is, because she does that for a lot of her different songs, because they don't necessarily all mesh with each other. But the character that Kesha portrays in Blah 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 is kind of aggro in, like, a not good sexual way of, like, just the, the whole message of, like, this song feels like an example of if you change, like... This one and a few other ones, Kesha sings about this dude like some sketchy dudes sing about women. Uh, oh, yeah. It's just like, uh, like, I don't care that you're trying to talk to me, like, have sex with me, like, shut up. Like, which, on the one hand, uh, hmm, don't know how I feel about that as a party anthem. Um, on the other hand, Ooh, aggressive women. Oh no, my weakness. Um, but just... And also, yeah, there's another line in the song that's just like, uh, I want to be naked, but you're wasted. I'm just like, wait, is this dude way drunker than she too? Like, that's also kind of sketchy. But at the same time, it's just like, I don't know how much I want to comment like on, like, what I don't know to what degree this is reflective of Kesha as a person because anyone who has like followed Kesha more knows like the uh court case with her and her producer Dr. Luke who she uh accused of among other things sexual abuse and I don't know which way that court case went um but there's a certain degree to which it's like it makes me wonder for like a lot of these types of songs that some of these people sing is just like, is that coming from like, is this supposed to be something that's empowering? Is this supposed to be something of like, this is just how party sex times go? Is this like just supposed like, what is, what is the like I don't mean to be a downer because I think it like is it is a really fun beat, I will say that. And once again, 
I personally uh, really like aggressive women. But at the same time, it's just like, it is potentially, if you actually listen to the lyrics, kind of and not good. So I, I wanted to know your opinions on this. Yeah, I was, this is probably either my least favorite or second least favorite on this album. Like, yeah, it's very uncomfortable for an entire song to have the sentiment of, I want you to stop talking and just have sex with me. Um, I was just looking up the Wikipedia article, and according to it, it was it came from a discussion between like some of the writers, like her and a lady named uh, Eon Hitch, and then one of the guys from 3HO3 and Benny Blanco. Dr. Luke actually didn't produce a write on this one, but it, they were talking about like who talks too much more, like girls or guys, and like. I decided to try to write a song about how like guys talk too much and sometimes they you know like ruin the moment and some better to be quiet but it's not if you're gonna do that you need like a bedroom anthem that's you know a lot more enticing and this is just uh, ugly and pressury and yeah if it was sung by a guy I think there would be a lot more outrage or maybe not because sometimes pop, club pop songs just get really creepy yeah I'm going to be real, especially at uh, this, like, and, like, 2009, this isn't the one this came out. I, I don't think that's necessarily going to sec- get a second look that's sung by a dude, but, like, uh, I still think it'd be pretty sketch. But, like, if that's, if that's the intention for the song, I wish it wasn't, like, a dude, uh, like, uh, that she had met at a party, and like, if I wish it like, maybe not that, but like, I guess maybe I wish that it like was more established that they were both interested in it, because yeah. there's no like indication that. The other person is also into it. And, like, I have no doubt that from, okay, from that context, that, like, it is just, to a certain degree, a really unfortunately phrased song. Because, like, I think that, I think that's a fair thing to think of, like, sing about it. Just, like, hey, stop nervous rambling. Let's just have sex. Um, But, like, Unfortunately, the way it comes off as it's like, I don't give a darn about you. Have sex with me now. Like, it's yeah. <sighs> yeah. We'll say such a banger. Like, yeah. Honestly, so unfortunate. Yeah. Honestly, the banger beat is a big part of what makes it uncomfortable to me because that adds to the context of you're in this club and this random woman has just started grinding on you and is asking you, where are your genitals, sir? <laughs> uh, the, the saving grace, I think, of the song is when 3HO3 come in, which is a weird sentence to say for someone who is not super into 3HO3. But uh, because when they start singing, it, I took it as them responding to Kesha and they're just basically like, you know, and they're just 
3HO3, and so it turns into, oh, they're just both kind of horny meatheads who are you sexually big. And also, they kind of sound like the Lonely Island guys who aren't Andy Samberg, so... <laughs> it's slightly better with them, I think, but it's still, you know, not a great song. Oh, let's go listen to this one now. They recontextualized it into a conversation. No, it was just an ugly song that barely swerved out of the way. I mean, I'll be honest, the way I read the 3031 is basically just like... She looks across the room and there's like a dude doing the same thing to some lady. Um, they're like, oh yeah, like creep to creep conversation, creep to creep communication. Um, creep apathy. I don't know. <laughs> but like, uh, that, that comes from me also just, yeah, that, that's just kind of the vibe that I got from the lyrics. Um, but also I, just, I, I, have a deep, unfortunate love for 303 music, uh, but also do not give them the benefit of the doubt in that respect. Um, but who knows? Maybe that's the case. I will say, when we talk about Nelly later, I think Promiscuous is the peak, like, ho-for-ho ho relationship. Oh, uh, definitely. Banger. I love that one. But going back uh, to Kesha... Um, of some of her, like, other, like, I'm into you, you want me back songs, like, from this album, uh, do you have any others in particular that stick out to you? You mean, like, the, the party songs, or more, like, relationship types? Specifically the relationship types of, like, cause we, I think there's, like, three main categories of just, like, relationshipy or I want you ones party ones and breakup ones uh oh okay i will say though actually never mind uh backstabber and dinosaur are both uh they are exceptions um i actually i really like uh backstabber uh for that reason because i think there should be uh more sort of like breakup-y style, like, screw you, like, I know what you've done, and I'll be better off without you songs about friendships ending, uh, because that is such a vibe, uh, and I love the mental image of, like, all these friends getting together and realizing that it's the same friend that's been gossiping about them, because that absolutely does happen, and I love, like, the sort of, uh, bouncy vibe um and just yeah once again it's like it's a breakup song for friendship and i love it uh do, do you have any particular feelings on backstabber yeah uh i will say the the chorus where it's just her saying backstabber with different vocal effects and the big brass hits that was really fun i do like the general sentiment and especially the one line about how she's tired of hearing details about her sex lives from other people with all the random things the backstabber threw in. That was a good line, but I think as a whole, I felt like it and a lot of the more serious songs, honestly, like a what other ones like a hungover and blind and dancing with tears in my eyes, they they tended to be a little bit underwhelming. Like they're just not a whole lot of effort put in. It it just sounds like your average Disney Channel princess 
ballad song from the time or like a okay pink song, you know, just very average, you know, serious woman time, no partying right now. So it, that it was backstabber is probably the best of those, and it's got like definite highlights. But overall, I'm 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 a little bit felt it was could use a little bit more effort on the lyrics. That's very fair. I will admit I'm also biased towards backstabber a bit because that's one of the ones that I had listened to when I was younger, and this album was a lot newer. Um, and little me thought it was fire, um, but I think. Backstabber, and I think, okay, I think Dancing with Tears in My Eyes also does it a little for me, uh, not because I think it's good, but because I think it's so melodramatic that it <laughs> loops around to being good again, and that, like, it is, it, just the, the, the synth, and then just the intro of, like, hello, welcome to my funeral, like, every move I die is just, like, dancing with tears in my eyes, just, like, that absolutely perfectly fits the emotion, the pathos of getting really shwasty, and then, like, 1 a.m., realizing, like, I miss him, I should have <laughs> broke up for life. Um, you want some chocolate? Oh, I'm good. Uh, I've, uh, I, <laughs> this is not my personal experience. I don't go clubbing. I have sensory <laughs> sensitivities. Uh, but, uh, it, I think it, uh, Okay, I should have gone clubbing a few times, but this is beside the point. Um, it just, I think, is the song itself very good on a technical level? I don't particularly think so. But, like, does the song capture the emotion for the intended audience well? I think very successfully, which is something that I, like... I think hungover doesn't do it as much for me because it's just, it's like weepy in a way that's like, it's trying to be pretty. And it's just like it, I think that one contains like the least of Kesha's talk singing, which is kind of a bummer because I actually really like her talk singing. Um, and like blind is like, it's good, but it's sort of like generic-y. Whereas this one is like, it's so extreme that it's just like, it kind of hits that catharsis ring well at least for me yeah i will i will say for hungover it does i think it does have a little bit of the drama just in how the chorus has the you know the big sweepy part with like doom 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 on the drums and she's just like now the party's over it's like a really pretty <laughs> up version of drunk walk home by mitski just like the regret after you know getting out wasted because yeah like like they like the whole thing with Kesha is that she presents a very tenuous character where it's like, you know, you have the party Kesha and you have the sad Kesha. And, you know, even though usually with those kinds, it's harder to bridge the gap, she's able to integrate it well by, you know, making the sad parts about like, you know, regrets from partying and, you know, she has enough, you know, passion as an entertainer to make it work. Good efforts. That's fair. That's <laughs> like, I guess 
I don't know. I, th I think Kesha's at her best when she is more like, not necessarily happy, but like, happy and like passionate. Like, in terms of negative emotion songs that I think are really good on this list, I love Kiss and Tell. Hmm. That um, one grew on me. I, like, for someone who is in a very happy, committed relationship, like, it's in some ways, it's kind of too bad because so many breakup songs are just such bangers. Um, but uh, that one, um, first of all, another case of like kind of slightly singing about dudes, like some guys sing about women. I so rarely hear a man be called a slut in a song. Uh, that one and Red Cup are the only ones that take the honors. Uh, and Red Cup, he calls himself that though, so that's that's a slight boost. But uh, Aside from that song, um, it the that has once again just that that really fast like fun synth beat vibe, um, and just like the I think the you cheated and I'm mad songs like that one is one of my favorites I think and just in general of all time. Because specifically, it's not just that she's mad that he cheated. She's mad that he was stupid yeah. and thought that she would be stupid enough not to notice the fact that he was bragging to everyone else that he cheated. Um, which, like, I appreciate so much, like, the ethos of, like, those various songs that are just like, it's not just that you did me wrong. It's also that you made a very, very poor choice and assumed that I would be just as dumb. And that is not the case. You could have made so many smarter decisions along this path, and yet you chose to continue to make stupid ones. And now I'm kicking your butt <laughs> to the curb. Um, which I adore so much. Like, they're... Once again, like pop like cheating songs of like absolutely like dump this person like so many reasons uh but uh also i like like i like the illusion as well that like he was the illusion sorry the implication as well that he was doing it to like potentially try to look cool in front of his friends too because like that's like that's such a thing that can happen, unfortunately. And it's just like, it, it paints such a distinct picture of this person that she's dragging. Like, we, we, can, we can all imagine the kiss and tell guy of someone who's just like, kind of an idiot chud who's just like, uh, oh, oh shoot, fellas. Like, oh, my girlfriend's out of town for the weekend. Like, huh. I mean, I, I can still get girls, like, yeah, I totally did that. Wait, how'd you know? What? <laughs> and she's like, and she's like, darn it, Kyle, like, <laughs> anywhere. Uh, but yeah, I, I have a deep fondness for this song. Yeah, I like... It grew on me. At first, I wasn't as up there. I was sort of mad on it, but it grew because of just how righteously indignant she is. Because, like, 
he's just, you know, laying into the guy and being like, keep it in your pants, you moron. And it's like, yeah, you get him, Kesha. Absolutely. It's like, it's, ugh. it just feels so satisfying. Like, it's, like, there's, oh, what's, it's, it's, I mean, it's not like quite before he cheats level, but that's like the gold standard. And But it's like, it's pretty up there of just like, properly righteous breakup songs. Um, no, I, th I think the other one is like, it, that one's distinctly better than Blind for uh, the the breakup list. I'm just like, once again, it's it's got that really upbeat thing. Like, it paints such a better picture of why this guy is getting dragged. Like, it's it's just, it it hits. I, I mean, I liked Blind. Once again, I liked how the way, like, the, the kind of the different layers of the music built up to the chorus. And I'm always a sucker for the you're gonna miss me type songs, but it, it's distinctly better uh, for a lot of the reasons we talked about. Um, for getting dunked songs in general, though, I think we have different opinions on Dinosaur. Uh, okay. I know that you weren't a fan of that. I, I would like to hear, in particular, may I ask why? Uh, well, one, the beat is terrible. Like, it's this really jerky, whistly, weird 80s. Of, it's just a turd, basically. Like, it's got no structure to it. And it's just kind of uncomfortable how playful it is, because the entire song's about, like, there's an older guy creeping on the younger woman, and it's just them, like, standing around going nana nana boo boo at him. It's like, for oh, how creepy the guy is, it feels almost too playful. Like, you know, I, I get lyrical dissonance and, you know, taking away his power by making fun of him, but also it's just... We can be a little bit more serious here, ladies. We can, we can have a little bit more... We can be a little bit pissed about this. See, I don't know. I don't know. I kind of like that it's like so playful and just like just kind of like very mean girl like dragging him because like that like well in some cases unfortunately can be a safety issue for people who aren't going to necessarily lash out in a way that's dangerous which it doesn't seem like from the song this guy is like just absolutely like humiliating this person because like it should be something that you're really embarrassed over if you are like yeah. a weird old dude like who is super into like I think Kesha at this time like is like 23 like that's like you should get made fun of for that uh, and like I think that to a certain respect that like that's something that is once again, if it's not a safety issue, can be pretty effective of just like removing power. I I can absolutely understand why you do not like the beat to this. I I kind of do. I like the jerky aspect to it. I like the drum. Uh, I don't like the line, you want my meat. I know it. <laughs> Terrible line. Awful line. Um, 
which is funny because I'm a big fan of Cannibal. I love that song that she did. But um, just the the phrasing on that one could have potentially used one or two more rewrites. I'm gonna be real. Um, but I don't know. I. What's wrong I, with having the girls meet? Answer me that, Leo. What's wrong with having some girl meet? Like, but specifically, like, I think that's to me where I agree with you, where it gets a little too, like, playful. Because, like, that one just seems like a come on of just, like, a lot of the other stuff is just, like, the, like, you should be strutting around with a sexy tank of oxygen. Like, I love that bit. But, like, that one is like, okay, now it just seems like you're hitting on him back. Like, <laughs> You still don't deserve to get hit on by a weird old man, but, like, that particular line, the way it's phrased, is just like, okay, do you want to, do you want to get with the old man or, or, or not? Like, <laughs> uh, but that, that's, that's certainly my, that's my feelings on the, the shang. Um, <laughs> for one, uh, for one that is uh, similarly kind of uh, playful, I really like Boots and Boys a lot. <laughs> it's just like, it it's it's like it's sort of like fluffy but it's just it's fun it's just like yeah you know i like to wear some like nice boots and have like a cute guy in my arm as i walk through the city like and just like the the stylings of the music sound like it could be in like uh like a monster high or like brats type movie uh i don't know how else to describe it of just like having that sort of like smooth quality in the chorus uh i know that you had some thoughts on this one yeah i i really like this one it's way up there like uh yeah like just honestly for me this song is basically a excellent gay club type song you know it's you know objectifying men (laughs) it's got that really smooth electro beat and like she's just sort of like as far as her speaking this is the best because you know she's giving just enough flair, but also she's, like, cooling it down a little bit so that, you know, it's a little bit flexy. And then it's got, like, that chorus is just so catchy, and then, like, it has the breakdown where it goes... So, like, it's just a very good song. Can you do that breakdown again? I love that. I'm I'm hiring you to make my Kesha parody album. Just Kesha's entire discography using only my mouth. Yes. No, but I like it. I, I think you hit the nail on the head. It feels like uh, a song that someone's voguing to uh, in a gay club with their uh, thigh high boots on. Um, but it just, it's, yeah, no, it's, it's just like very, uh, I don't know, just it's a chiller song, but it's just kind of like one you could walk around the mall to. Yeah. Um, okay, animal. I feel like we might have different opinions on. I. How how do you feel about the song Animal? It's, I think it's the strongest of her ballads because the main emotion actually gets expressed and works the best. Because the whole thing is, you know, just love. this. You know, love is fragile. We might only have tonight, so let's party. Which is a very common sentiment for early 2010s, late 2000s club music. But, like, it's just, you know, well-made and, like, the beats, you know, 
or epic and cool and big. So I like that. It's a really good closer to me. How'd you feel? See, from I agree. I'm like on a technical level, it's a nice song. I just it doesn't feel like it fits with a lot of the rest of her songs to me. Like it doesn't feel quite as Kesha. I think specifically because like there's a certain degree of like and this is kind of like theme going on and off of like control and power that she holds in romance like a lot of their songs whereas this one it feels more like now like we are weak to the ways of the universe and like oh that doesn't feel that doesn't feel empowering that doesn't feel like i'm walking around with a boy in my arm in the city with boots on i don't know um <laughs> like it i think it's good but i feel like it doesn't have that aspect of a lot of Kesha music that I particularly like. That, I mean, it's fair that it's not leading into that particular strong suit of Kesha. She's very good at making like pump up music, but I don't think it's like completely absent from her songs. Like Dancing with Tears in My Eyes and Hungover definitely have a feeling of, you know, you know not able to do something. And like uh, even some of the songs like uh, Die Young on the Leaf Warrior. She's, she sings about, you know, it sounds, it's a very fatalistic song, you know, like, here's my party song. It's about joining the 27 Club. Like, that's true. Like on that side. But, like, I also didn't like uh, Hungover. And just, like, I guess specifically in regards to romance, I'm just, like, with, like, Dancing with Tears in My Eyes and, like, certain stuff, it's just, like, She's like feeling really torn over up over this, which this one is kind of like it seems kind of silly for me to say, but like it's it feels too sweet. Like it feels a little too sentimental. Like, I don't know. Maybe this is just a me thing. But like I don't know. It seems like it's good, but it it's not what I listen to Kesha for personally. That is fair. I, I don't. It's not what I particularly listen to Kesha for either. At least not in this era. I haven't gotten around to listening to her later stuff, but I know she gets more serious and ballady there. But as far because I do feel that at some level, given that it's you know a pop girl album from 2010, there had to be some slower songs in there. So I think this is the a really good way for her to do it. That's my person. That's fair. And uh, let's let's close out with I think one of her other I think if it's not TikTok then it is Your Love Is My Drug that I think was her top rated song, um, which is a banger. Like I'm maybe I'm basic, but it's it's a fun song, um, and I I really liked Steven. Like I feel like this is kind of like okay. Steven is the party at the rich dude's house to your, uh, to your loves my drugs to TikTok, if that makes any sense. Like, this is the more, like, accessible, uh, like, empowering version, if that makes any sense at all. I'm not good at the, um, blank is to blank as blank is to blank, uh, things. I 
that was the one section on standardized tests that always <laughs> got me because uh, I didn't entirely get them. Um, but um, I think like it's it's a fun banger about completely losing yourself to a crush, uh, which is uh, an unfortunate thing that can happen. But like I think the the acknowledgement of it and the kind of like no like should i be this obsessed no but i'm having a good time so we're gonna ride this train till it crashes um that i think and like the along with like the really the peppy beat i think works for me um your love is my joke i'm i'm pretty meh like no it's it's fun it's uh, it's a nice radio song but like I don't know, it felt like the substance use metaphor, it's one is, it's a pretty popular metaphor and this feels a bit like act on top. Like it's like a Mad Libs fill in the blank as opposed to a central part of the song. And also it's just, it's, it's not like super engaging to me personally. And also I got to take a moment to say, Dr. Luke as a producer, we have the, you know, Besides him being a terrible person, where I draw the line is, I feel I will say as a, like a producer and like beatmaker type, I think he pushed himself more than usual on this one to like you know get outside his comfort zone or like just let Benny Blanco and some other producers handle getting out of his comfort zone. But he's actually he's been behind a lot of radio hits, surprising number, but also he's he doesn't push himself very hard. Sometimes he's just really bad. And this is him not pushing himself very hard. So that is that is my opinion. That's fair. I think I can respect the the issues with like the metaphor not being used to its fullest. I, I think I can agree with that. I think for me the I like the beat more, but also I am comparatively easy to please. Uh, as compared to your more trained ear uh, for this sort of thing, which is not something that I have developed quite as much. Hey, I'm I'm also a sucker, as as it's come up time and time again. If you put something in front of me with lyrical distance, I'll go, wow, the lyrics sound different from the beat every time. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you can recognize that, I think. You... I don't know. I, I respect your music chops. Uh, and I respect they, yours. You are far if, more in tune with the hair metals and the powers and the power. If, if this is my bland white toast, then darn it, I'll eat my bland white toast. You got some butter on it because it's Kesha flavored and Kesha is a cool person who has a great stage persona. That is very true. No, like I think ultimately throughout all of this, just like kind of like you talk about like the character that she puts on for like all of these songs is like she absolutely knows how to work the crowd through her music like she is very fun character wise yeah but speaking of big characters shall we transition over to nelly we shall thanks for listening to this episode about animal by kesha stay tuned to hear about loose by nelly Furtado. 